Hey, Indy 11 fans, my name is Scott, and I am the host of Cue the Smoke, a podcast for Indy 11 fans by Indy 11 fans. We hope you enjoy the show, and please connect with us on Twitter at Cue the Smoke. Let's welcome Tom C. from the UK. Indy 11 fans know him as Indy 11 UK on Twitter. Welcome, Tom. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining the podcast. Um, what led you to follow the Indy 11 soccer team? And not only just the Indy 11 team, but what I've noticed on your Twitter feed is Indianapolis teams in general, especially being from the UK. Yeah, so... Um... It really started with the with the Pacers um, way back when in the early two thousands. The they were on the TV over here one night and just started following the Pacers from there. And obviously, um, football or soccer is big over here. Um, so to find out there was a football team, also soccer team from from Indiana, then. That's what led to to start following the Indy Eleven. That that's so interesting, especially from the UK. I mean, you think of England, UK. You think of soccer. Uh, yes. You think yeah. of a soccer mecca, and here we are in the Midwest, in the US, where tiny little Indianapolis. But you're following our team, which I think is great. Um, I know the fans around here locally, obviously, like your involvement with the team. Uh, it would be pretty cool to have you come to Indianapolis and come to a game. That would yeah. probably be for you. That would probably be pretty awesome in and of itself. Yeah, um, that's it. That's definitely the aim to do, <laughs> to come and do, do Pacers, do a Colts game and Indy 11. Awesome. Awesome. So what your background in, in football, or as we call it here in the U S soccer, what is your background? Did you play? Did you coach at any capacity or just a fan in general? Um, I just played a little bit at school, but nothing major. Um, and just a fan in general. Yeah. Um, being a season ticket holder with Newcastle United for 20 plus years. So still go to them games now um but yeah it's you say uh, football soccer is massive over here it it is and i'm gonna go a little bit off script here with you tom if you don't mind could you explain to our listeners what a a football fan is in the uk versus what it would soccer fan would be in the u.s we have some good fans and we pack out stadiums but i think when we watch it on TV and we watch things like the Euro cup and we watch premier league, I don't think we understand the magnitude of the fan base um, that is in Europe and especially in the UK when it comes to soccer. So what, what is a game day experience as a season ticket holder uh, for your club? Probably not, probably not too dissimilar to, to what they have at, at the, at the India 11 games. Um, obviously we don't have anything over here like tailgating um 
it just well, for a Newcastle game, for example, I just uh, go to meet my friends and and what have you at the pub. Um, so I suppose that's like a tailgating. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not too much different really. Um, we have the scarfs and everything like what the like what the US fans do or the, or what the Indy Eleven fans do. Um, and there's like there is certain pockets in the ground, a bit like what they have at the at the mic, where the BYB sit behind the goal. I'm similar to that at the Newcastle games. Oh, okay. So so what we've done in the US is a very similar comparison to what happens in the UK on day, on game day. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Except you don't tailgate, we tailgate, and I think we kind of borrowed that from the American football. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know from an American football perspective, some of those tailgates last hours before the game, and they're just starting to, to tailgate again uh, prior to our matches here in, in the States. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Um, now, how long have you been following the Indy 11, if you don't mind me asking? Um, probably, I think, since about 2018. Okay. Um, it's the first season I can really remember. Um, yeah, for about 2018. I mean, we get obviously we get I can get the games, the Indy 11 games over here through YouTube. Uh, the USL channel on YouTube streams all the USL games, so it's it's quite easy for me to watch them wherever. And that was my next question, and thank you for answering that. Now my question is, what time are you watching those games? Because we're playing our matches anywhere between 7 and 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So yeah. you've got to be up at, what, 1 o'clock in the morning watching yeah. some of these games? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, last week was interesting because of the OKC power outage. Um, yeah, that, that um, <laughs> in, the end, in the end, I just give up. What time um, did you finally throw in the towel, so to speak, on that game? Uh, 3.30, something like that. So um, so all you local fans who think you're walking out of a game at 9.30 and you're tired and go to bed, uh, I think we need to take a big hurrah to Tom here. At 3.30 in the morning, he was still up waiting for the power to come back on at the OKC yeah. game. So um, I, I know the team appreciates it. I, I can only imagine being up at 3.30 in the morning waiting for a soccer match to resume. Um, yeah, but that but that Twitter, was yeah. Twitter Twitter. Last week <laughs> was so fun. Last week, uh, in between the the power outage uh, and to obviously hoping that the game would game would resume. But Twitter was so fun last week. Like everybody deserves a good round of applause for that because it definitely kept us going. We're playing tic tac toe play oh. on Twitter. All sorts was going on. It was really fun. I noticed some of the tweets that were flying back and forth. And yeah, it was funny to watch you play tic-tac-toe. And I'm like, how are they <laughs> going to play tic-tac-toe on Twitter? But you guys pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, and it was almost like something you would do at the game. Okay, we have to go into the bleachers, leave the stadium, but then people just start hanging out, playing games or whatever, waiting to get back in. And then obviously the power never came back on. And our social media folks at Indy 11 have had a field day uh, with the whole power outage and OKC energy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's well-deserved. And, and I think it's a good, healthy ribbing. Uh, nobody's getting offended. It's a lot of fun going back and forth. Um, what What was your favorite Indy 11 moment? Do you have one so far? Your favorite moment, um, your favorite game time, or what favorite game maybe? Yeah. Um, 
favorite game definitely probably probably won't be everybody's favorite but definitely mine um i think it was it was definitely 2019 we we finished third in the overall uh table in the standings um the head of louisville um got to all the way at the to the east to the finals the conference finals played them at the mic and we ended up losing i think it was 3-1 in the end but like we come so close to getting to the to the, uh, to the I remember that game, game. Yep. yeah yeah that, that was probably my favorite game even though we lost um right. obviously going going one we went one nil up tyler pasha um that was probably my favorite game of recent memory um, it's interesting you said Tyler's name because he's doing some phenomenal things up in camp for the Canadian men's team. Yeah. And then in the MLS, that guy, every time he would walk on the pitch, he was just a speed burner. And it was watching yeah. the, it was fun to watch him play a through ball to him because you knew no matter where the ball was going, he had a legitimate chance of getting to it. Yeah. 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 He but, was, he's definitely, definitely a special oh, yeah. uh, player. Not not a lot of people might know this, but he actually he actually started out over here at Newcastle United. Interesting, good to know. So as a, so, as, so, as so there we know. have the bridge. We have we have a UK <laughs> bridge to Indy Eleven uh, to MLS via the Newcastle FC. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think did, I, I did see I that. Take, I can't take any credit for that. I, <laughs> okay. I didn't really find that out until I started. <laughs> until he broke through for the Indy 11 that I looked him up on Wikipedia and what have you and found out he actually started or he, or he, he was over here as a young kid. I did see um, that too. I looked at Wikipedia too, just out of curiosity. I'm like, he actually played over in the UK for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with everything that's going on, we're back into a full season. Uh, we're, I don't think personally, I don't think we're playing up to our expectation. No, um, definitely not. Uh, when they let Martin go, I, I think it was it was about time for that to happen, uh, especially when the blame was placed on the field and things that just, just didn't make sense to me. Um, what are your expectations of the up of the for the rest of the season? What what do you expect from the team uh, up to this point? It's hard to say. They've been they've been pretty. It's unfortunately pretty inconsistent. Um, at the moment, it seems to be that we're really good away from home and we can win away from home and pick up good results and play and put in some good performances. But at the mic, for whatever reason, they've really struggled. Um, so it, it, it kind of pains us to say that maybe Martin Rennie was kind of right in the fact that they're struggling to play on the pitch, on the, the pitch at the mic. Um I'm hoping that it's just a blip and starting with tomorrow night at home that... Um, at home to Memphis that can put that right, but yeah, tomorrow um, night should be a great opportunity. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Tomorrow yeah. night should be a great opportunity to right the ship. Uh, yeah, you know, Memphis isn't exactly the best team out there. It's a good opportunity for us to come in, get a home win, get three points, kind of solidify yourself in that top four in the division. Um, but yeah, I, I think. You know, I think you kind of hit it on the head. Was Martin really wrong talking about the pitch? I no, I think I think he's probably got he's probably got a genuine a genuine point that he raised there. Um, but I mean, I, I I do think it was right that uh, it was time for it's time for a change. Um, I'm surprised that they actually kept him on following the end of last season because the collapse the collapse of the second half of last season was something else. 
Um, we started so well, obviously had the pandemic in between, but the the end of last season, once it restarted, the the team just well, they didn't make the playoffs, did they? So, right, yeah. Now, what about past matches, feelings? I mean, I traveled. Uh, I took my family down to the Lou City match down in Louisville. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, and that was really, it was fun to sit with the Brickyard Battalion. It was a definite different game experience for me and the family. And I think we played extremely well in a hostile environment. Um, yeah. We started pushing the ball, being a little bit more aggressive in our offense, moving the ball up the field. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, on some of the past matches, including the Lou City match, what, what do you see, or what do you feel as a fan? Well, the two, the two, the two Louisville matches so far have been great. Um, obviously, we're unlucky not to win the the one a few weeks ago, but um, they've definitely not disappointed. Those two games so far this season really exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, just just really exciting to watch those yeah. two, those two games so far. Um, and like I say, we, I, I, we, for some reason, we do play better when we play away from the mic. Um, some of the best, some of the best football or soccer that we've produced uh, is definitely been away from home for some reason. That is interesting. So, and, and that kind of leads me to an, another question that you know that I'm just going to kind of throw out there ad hoc. Uh, when it it seems when Hack goes to play for Trinidad Tobago. There's a let yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it, and, and I and I say that where we are a very good team, but Hack makes the team. It's a different dimension with him. He's a yeah. back. He's a back, but he's an attacking back. It's he can play anywhere in the field and be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I did see a stat or something somewhere a few weeks ago where it said that when he wasn't in the team, um, our record wasn't as good. So yeah, you, that's 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 a good point um, that you've made. Yeah, and, and as sad as I was to see them not advance in the Gold Cup, part of me was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. But the other yeah. part of me is, okay, that means he's coming back home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which you know, the selfish part of being an Indy Eleven fan is, yay, we're getting hacked back at at home. Uh, yeah, because he he really is kind of the anchor of the team. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, that he is kind of a very, um, when you watch him play, and I know you probably don't hear it, but when I watch them play at the mic, AJ is pretty loud, or Jose is pretty loud as far as leadership, and you can hear them on the field. Hack yeah. is a very quiet leader, but yeah, it's almost people know exactly what he's going to do when he does it. it it's, it's uncanny to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best the best players, the best the best defenders that the team's got. So he is a huge miss when he's not there. Yeah. Now I I hope personally, because my son's a goalkeeper, I hope Jordan makes it back this year. I think he should. I think I've seen stuff. I've seen the, obviously the likes of today, the Mike obsession. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in, yep. in some of the clips. So it seems like he is back in training. So hopefully not too long. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, yeah, Bobby Edwards has been, it's been amazing. I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. been no drop. There's been no drop off whatsoever. Yeah, it's, um, that kind of leads me to the next part, Tom. Uh, when you say no drop off as a keeper, don't. 
and I saw this floating around on Twitter and people have made this comment when your goalkeeper is man of the match consistently week after week, yeah. what does that say about the team? It, uh, <laughs> it usually, it usually means that the other the, the outfield players aren't really playing well. Um, Cause yeah, if you're goal, your goalkeeper, it's all right. Your goalkeeper being man of the match every now and again, but if the goalkeeper is man of the match, that's obviously meaning he's having too much work to do. Right. And I go back to the part of being a goalkeeper's dad when my son comes off the field and goes, Dad, that game was boring. That's yeah. what I that's what I want to hear. And I think any yeah. goalkeeper worth their weight would love to say, Yeah, that game was boring. Uh that means the guys in front of you have done their job, you know, to to yeah. make your life very easy. But I, you know, maybe it's just getting used to the new coach in because he's doing a lot of um moving around of the pieces, just trying to find that right chemistry on the field. Um, every week it's a new starting lineup and it's like, okay, what are we? Okay. The experiment is going on. I get it. Um, and, and having Nikki law move up the field has been huge. Yes. Having yeah, him push the pace has been huge. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think you can see Nick with Nikki law. You can see the class, uh, you can see the experience having played in England and Scotland for Rangers. Uh, you can see the, you can see it. You can see every every time he, he touches the ball. And yeah, I think that's where that's where Martin Rennie failed a little bit. He he was playing him too too far defensive. Uh, he definitely needs to be pushed higher up the pitch because he he's got the ability to just pick a pass, or he he's got the ability to just nick the ball off somebody. Uh, one of the opposition, um, as he's done for a few few of the goals this season. Um, so yeah, definitely. But I, I like what the new coach is doing. Absolutely, um, he's he's what he's doing. What Rennie was what what Rennie wasn't doing is um, he's he's a bit more consistent with the players he picks. Um, he tends to he's he's picking. Yeah, he's basically just more consistent. I think. Rennie used to change the the lineup week and week and week out, um, and I think you just need a bit consistency. Yeah, so the chemistry starts to build on the pitch. Yeah, 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 um, exactly. And I think we see that at any level of soccer, the more that the team stays together, plays together, the chemistry becomes almost second nature. Um, you know where players are going to be. You're passing to empty space, but you know your your player is going to be there. So yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right, but I think he's the new coach is really starting to to let this team gel, um, and we'll see where it takes him. I, I, I you know I don't think there was a whole lot of expectation when they let Martin go on the season itself. Um, you know, handing him the intern reins and say here you go. Um, if he makes it to the playoffs, maybe he we look at a position where okay they name him head coach and we take yeah. Him. Um, you yeah, know, it could come. To, it could come to that. I think. I think the way it's looking. I mean, he's been in charge a few weeks now. Um, if if he keeps getting as good a results as what he has been so far, I think there comes a point where they probably will just say, "You've got you've got the job until at least the end of the season and see how you go." Yeah, because in the end, it's obviously a business too. You know, we have yeah. to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this leads us to the next question. Who do you want to see and hear next in the mic'd up sessions and why? Um, 
because we've I got said, the chairman, said, we've got the chairman yeah. of the chairman of golf, right? The commissioner of golf, and we've yes, got the yeah. commissioner of beers. Uh, yeah. So, so who do you who do you want to see next, and why? I said on Twitter. I said on Twitter earlier. Um, Manuel Artiago would be good because um, I think he can be quite a fiery character um, with him being like from from Venezuela and stuff. Um, but I think looking at it now, I'm probably all for Iosi. Why not? Why not get the captain involved? Yeah, yeah, that's that would be interesting to hear a very, and I'm assuming a very calm, soothing captain's voice. Yes, yeah. Versus. The younger guys, AJ, Patrick, you know, they had their fun. Uh, but that's interesting. So we'll have to see. And that'll be determined, obviously. We'll have to keep an eye on Twitter and see who they pick next. Um, you know, anything else you want to add to this, Tom? Um, um, no, not that I can think of. I think we've covered quite a lot. I, I do believe we did. I appreciate your for time. The first, you know, yeah. For the first episode, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, folks, this is our first episode, so I am not going to edit a whole lot of this out. Uh, please send all your comments. Obviously, send it to us on Twitter. Uh, once again, that's at Cue the Smoke on Twitter. Um, follow us on Twitter. We'll be posting this uh, rather quickly. Hopefully, we'll get the edits done and get this up and running. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed listening, folks. And we know we just look forward to having our next guest. Uh, I'm trying to get some members of the Brickyard Battalion involved so we can yeah. kind of get a history of the battalion, uh, what they want to do, what they want to grow as, and, and what they represent when it comes to Indianapolis and the Indy 11. But, Tom, yeah. I, I do appreciate your time. Uh, have a good evening. Thank you.